You are listening to a message from Victory Alabang. Get the latest updates by visiting victoryalabang.org or like us on facebook.com slash victoryalabang. The title of our theme for the fast for this year is Knowing God, similar to the title of our series started uh, last week, and it's Knowing God through the book of Psalms, okay? Uh, Pastor Rain basically has uh, preached last week uh, in uh, the book of Psalms, starting in Psalm chapter 8, and he talked about the glory of God. And in the next uh, five more, uh, four more weeks, we're going to look at different aspects or description of God through the book of Psalms. Today, we're going to be focusing on God's goodness. How many of you would agree with me that God is good? Amen. Everybody say, God is good. good. Tell the person beside you, God is good. And then you may respond by saying, all the time. Really? Do you, do you really believe that God is good all the time? Yes. Even if sometimes things are not doing well in your situation, God is still good? Yes. God is good all the time, whether we are you know, having the best circumstances or the worst of circumstances, God is still good. Amen. God is still good no matter what. And so we're going to look at that uh, story of David in the book of Psalm chapter uh, 34. Uh, and then next week, we're going to be looking at God's generosity. Then the week after that, God's graciousness. And we're going to end this series by talking about God's greatness. Okay? Basically, this series is talking about knowing God. And I believe that God really desires for us to know Him. How many of you are convinced that God knows us already? God knows us intimately. He knows who you are. He knows how you're made of. He knew you from the time that you were conceived in your mother's womb. Today, He knows the number of hairs on your head. That's how much He knew us. And how many of you know that God desires for us to know Him as well? God wants us to be intimate with Him. Now, how many of you are married in this place? Please raise your hand. You're married. Hashtag happily, okay? <laughs> so I am married for the past, um, I don't know, 26 years already. We're going 26 years. And um, there's no one on this planet who know me better than my wife, Shirley. How is that possible? Because we've been walking together for the past 26 years. And I believe that when you talk about knowing someone, knowing someone takes time. Knowing someone requires a commitment in our relationship. And I believe that when you talk about knowing God, God wants us to move further in our walk with Him. Hindi pwedeng knowing about Him. It should be knowing Him intimately. Intimate personal disclosure is reserved for those who know as well. And we can only trust someone that we know. How many of you know that, you know, I'm really declaring that this year, 2017, will be one of the best years ever? Amen. 2017 will be a great year for us. Amen. It's going to be an amazing year. It's going to be a fantastic year. It's going to be a grace-filled year for us. Amen. But yet we know that, but we also are expecting that there might be some turbulence along the way, right? There might be a little bit of setback, but yet we know that in the beginning, God is already here. Amen. That we are walking it out with God's presence this entire year. We know that we have someone that is walking with us and His name is Jesus. Amen. We can only trust someone that we know. And despite 
whatever challenge that you and I might be facing this year, we know that we can trust God. And the best way to trust God is if we know Him. I was kind of reminded of this scene in this great movie, epic movie, that was shown years ago, entitled Aladdin, okay? And, okay, and uh, there's this scene wherein Aladdin was asking Princess Jasmine because he was riding on his magic carpet and he asked this question, Do you trust me? Remember that scene? How many of you watched Aladdin? Okay? Ako lang ba yun dahil may mga anak ko malilet? Okay? Sabi niya, Do you trust me? And then Aladdin responded by saying, Yes. And then he repeated the question, Do you trust me? And then she went with Aladdin onto the magic carpet and then the music started playing a whole new world. Something like that, okay? Of course, not like a Disney voice, but, you know, they kind of journeyed all around wherever that was, okay? And we know that this year, 2017, we can trust the Lord. When God will say, my son, my daughter, do you trust me? Yes. Then we can actually step on the magic carpet and ride with the Lord and explore new things with God. And I believe that's exactly where God wants to take us today. This year, 2017, will be a greater intimacy with God because we know Him and we can trust Him. Amen? So if you have your Bibles, please open to the book of Psalm, Psalm chapter 34. We'll be reading 10 verses from this book. Okay, if you have a Bible, just turn to the middle of the Bible and you'll probably hit Psalm. Turn a little bit to the left, you will hit Psalm chapter 34. All right, can we all stand up? As we read the Word of God this afternoon, let's begin with verse 1. I will bless the Lord at all times. His praise shall continually be in my mouth. My soul makes its boast in the Lord. Let the humble hear and be glad. Oh, magnify the Lord with me and let us exalt His name together. I sought the Lord and He answered me and delivered me from all my fears. Those who look to Him are radiant, and their faces shall never be ashamed. This poor man cried, and the Lord heard him, and saved him out of all his troubles. The angel of the Lord encamps around those who fear him, and he delivers them. Oh, taste and see that the Lord is good. Blessed is the man who takes refuge in him. Oh, fear the Lord, you his saints, for those who fear him have no lack. The young lions suffer want and hunger, but those who seek the Lord lack no good thing. Let's pray. Father, we are so grateful for this afternoon as we study your word. Holy Spirit, we ask that you would bless the preaching of your word and open up our spiritual ears so that once again we would hear what the Holy Spirit wants to speak to us as individuals and as a church. Father God, we thank you, Lord God, that ultimately your very nature is that you are good. And I pray, God, that as a people, we would be able to taste and see and experience your goodness in our lives today and forevermore. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. You may all be seated. In Psalm chapter 34, how many of you know who wrote the book of Psalms? Okay, David. Okay, David, King David wrote, wrote most of the book of Psalm, but not all. Okay, there were some of the uh, other authors who wrote some of the other chapters of this book. 
Uh, one of them is Moses. He basically is known to uh, have written Psalm chapter 90 when he said, Teach us to number our days aright so that we may get a heart of wisdom. Uh, other authors of the book of Psalm is uh, uh, one of David's um, choir master named Asaph. So we're going to be looking at some of his uh, writings later. But most of the Psalms have been written by King David. And, you know, it's a collection of songs. That's the reason why it's called Psalms. And some of the songs are basically meant to glorify God, to describe who God is, to honor the Lord, to give thanks to Him. And so that's why you are familiar with some of the text and some of the um, uh, chapters that would actually declare, give thanks to the Lord for He is good. And there are some Psalms actually that are kind of like imprecatory Psalms. Okay, what do you mean by imprecatory psalms? These are psalms that are wishing that your enemies would be dead. Something like that, okay? Uh, you know, judge them, O Lord, and kill them. Something like that. So there are psalms like that uh, written by David as an expression of his emotion before the Lord. It's more of like a pouring out of who David is. Now, David came from obscurity. We know that. When, uh, when King Saul disobeyed the Lord, basically God said, I am not going to make Saul king forever. I'm going to find a person who is after my own heart. And so basically he sent the prophet Samuel to go to the house of Jesse to look for the next king. And so how many of you are familiar with the story of that, of David? Samuel went to the house of Jesse and he told Jesse, bring out your sons and I'm going to choose the next king of Israel. So he basically brought the seven older sons. From Eliab, who is you know, a, a man of stature, one of the uh, soldiers in the army of Saul, down to the younger one. And so as he was talking, looking at these guys, wow, surely one of the Lord's anointed is among these guys. But what did the Lord say? What did the Lord say there? Okay, Man always looks at the outward appearance, but God looks at where? At the heart. And so sabi ni Lord sa kanya, None of these guys are qualified. And basically, Samuel asked Jesse, Do you still have another son? Sabi ni Jesse, Eh, pito na nga itong anak ni Mickey. Okay? And so he said, There's another boy, but he was young. He's young. He's outside. He's, you know, he's uh, um, a shepherd boy. He's still in the field. But okay, allow me to call him. And so they were not expecting that this guy would be qualified to be the next king of Israel. And lo and behold, when he arrived, the Bible is describing that he is handsome, okay? And he is ruddy, okay? Sa Tagalog, his name is Rudy, something like that, okay? And he said, wow, he's a shepherd boy. And then God basically had a stump of destiny in this guy. So we know that David came out of obscurity and he was called to be the next king of Israel. And so that was First Samuel chapter 16. We move to 1 Samuel chapter 17. How many are familiar with Goliath, David and Goliath? A very familiar story. That's mostly our bedtime story for our children, okay? If you run out of story, always go for David and Goliath, okay? It will surely put them to sleep. But anyway, so, so we know that Goliath is one who taunted the armies of, uh, of Israel. And David did not hesitate to volunteer to fight this giant. And he declared, you come before me with sword and javelin and spear, but I come before you in the name of the Lord of hosts. Today I'm going to feed your carcass to the birds and I'm going to cut your head off using your own sword. Something like that, okay? So he was mad, man. <laughs> so exactly what he declared happened. One stone 
was enough. Put it in the sleeve. Boom! Bullseye. It, Goliath was too big to miss. He was a giant. <laughs> that was the advantage of this little shepherd boy. And he was so used to his sling. And God somehow anointed that stone to hit once in the middle of the forehead of Goliath. He fell down and David ran towards him, got Goliath's sword and cut his head with his own sword. It was too heavy that David did not have to do a swing. He merely just dropped the sword. It cut the head of Goliath. I don't know if that really happened. But anyway, so so, so anyway, he became so popular in the whole of Israel. After this, all the nation of Israel were rejoicing. Wow! We have a great champion in David. They did a dab. They all, wow, they were so happy when they were just shouting, wow, David, you're the best. You're awesome, man. You're the man. And so the women were just awed with this new champion and started singing a song. And the song was this. Saul killed his thousands. David killed his what? Tens of thousands. Can you imagine, if you're King Saul, and you hear the refrain or the chorus of this song, you would be irritated. Saul killed his thousand. Something like that. David killed his ten thousand. It had top hits in Spotify. Grabe. Talaga solid. He became so popular. That Saul wanted to kill David. So David, yes, he gained favor with Saul because Saul actually gave his own daughter to be a wife of David. In fact, his son Jonathan became best friends with David. And if you are Jonathan and you're the prince of, not prince of Egypt, but prince of Israel, you expect to be the next king, isn't it? But because Jonathan knew that the favor of God was with David, Jonathan declared to David, you will be the next king. And David said, no, you will be the next king. No, you will be the next king. No, you the man. Something like that, okay? So they are so humble enough not to want the position of kingship, but ultimately God's will was David is to be the king. And so we know that right after that, David started running for his life because twice... Saul tried to kill David. And this is where we find Psalm chapter 34. When David was running from, his, uh, from Saul, his enemy, he went ultimately to uh, King Achish, which is also known as Abimelech. If you uh, try to look at verse 0 of Psalm chapter 34, you'd find there of David when he changed his behavior before Abimelech so that he drove him out and he went away. So before King Achish or Abimelech, David tried to pretend that he was a crazy man. Something like that, okay? He tried to be killed. He was a madman. And basically, Abimelech said, don't I have enough crazy guys here in my city? Why bring another one? And the officials said to uh, Abimelech, wasn't this the one that they sang about? Saul killed his thousands and David killed his ten thousands. So that particular tune was still familiar with them. Because it used to be a top hit in Spotify, okay? And so, he started hiding in the cave of Adullam. So you would imagine the journey of David from a shepherd boy to a champion who killed Goliath 
to the one anointed as king, to the one who sat down in the presence of the king, to now a runaway, a renegade, wanted, dead or alive, by no less than King Saul himself. Are you here with me? Are you tracking down? So Psalm chapter 34 basically is that backdrop. And yet in the midst of this, David is still able to declare, taste and see that the Lord is good. You know how many of us can actually be like David? That no matter what happens in our situation, whether it's down the drain, whether it's negative, even if you have uh, you know, lost your business or maybe people have hated you, you can still declare, taste and see that the Lord is good. How many of you would agree with me on that? And how many of you would agree with David on that? Taste and see indeed that the Lord is good. Come on, give the Lord praise. It's amazing that David, despite the fact that he was so faithful to the Lord, a man after God's own heart, who lost everything at this early stage in his life, can write this down, taste and see that the Lord is good. Now, how many of you are familiar with our five senses? We all have five senses, okay? We have the sense of sight, okay? We can see, we can hear, we can smell, we can taste, we can touch, okay? Five senses, Touch the person beside you and tell that person, okay? So we are familiar with the five senses, right? Now, in this particular verse, verse 8 of Psalm chapter 34, David used two senses, taste and see. How many of you have used your taste buds heavily during the past month? Talagang pagod na pagod yung dila natin, di ba? Sa kakakain, di ba? Parang gano'n, di ba? So we've used this heavily, okay? You probably used our, your sight also heavily because of the nice lights and the gifts or whatever, okay? But David used these two senses to describe the goodness of God. Now, last week, right after Christmas, or I think before Christmas, one of our staff, uh, Ann Lim, uh, went to Singapore for a vacation with her family, and coming back, basically, she gave me a uh, quick uh, pasalubong, okay? And so this is what she gave me. A bag of Irvin's salted egg potato chips. And the bag says, on that logo, dangerously addictive. When I opened the bag of potato chips, and I tasted the first chip, it's, it felt like I was in third heaven. I was in a trance. It's, it's, it felt like everything stopped. And everything in my childhood flashed before me. Parang ganun yung feeling ko. Parang, wow! Amazing. You know, God it created potatoes. Man converted it to potato chips. And it's amazing. But salted egg with potato chips? That's double whammy there. You've got to taste it to believe it. Now, when you talk about... Now I, can, now, I can actually talk about this the whole night. But you cannot relate with me. Because the only way for you to relate the goodness of God through the potato chips is for you to actually dip your hand inside the bag and taste and see that the Lord is good. <laughs> Parang ganun ba? Parang, di ba? Wow, di ba? Yung... Sorry, medyo passionate ako sa pagkain. But I know. When, you, when you taste something, you get to experience it, right? 
And this is exactly what David meant when he said this psalm. You know, God has been good to me. But He is giving an invitation to all of us. Don't rely on my word on it. Taste it. Experience it. See for yourself that God is good. Amen. How many of you would agree with me that God is good to us all the time? Amen. To taste something is to experience it. But to see something is to perceive it. You know, from time to time, they would do a blind taste test. And you would not, you know, for example, your eyes are covered and then they would actually put out all the different fries from different franchises. You don't even know if this came from KFC or McDo or Jollibee. Maybe some of you know, right? You can taste it, but you don't perceive what it looks like until you open your eyes, right? And I believe that God wants us this year starting and beyond for us to be able to open the blinders of our eyes and start tasting and start seeing that God is good to us no matter what. Amen. No matter what we go through in life, God is good. No matter if you have money in your pocket, God is good. No matter if your love life seems loveless, God is good. Amen. Pastor, you don't understand. I prayed for a husband last year and God gave me a chihuahua. God is good. Because at least the chihuahua obeys you when you say, sit. Oh, si sit yan, di ba? You know, so that's, it's a matter of perspective. I believe God is good no matter what we, in, no matter what, no matter what we go through. Very quickly, I want to just go through this. Number one, God is the source of everything that is good. Amen? Can we read this statement? Number one, one, two, three. God is the source of everything that is good. There is nothing bad that came from Him. God is the source of everything that is good. In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. And everything that God created is what? Is good. When God spoke, let there be light, there was light. He merely spoke things into creation out of nothing. And guess what? After every day that He created something, He would summarize that day by saying, it is good. He continued to create everything before he created man. You know why? Because he made sure that everything that man needed is already provided for even before man opened his eyes. That's how good our God is. Amen. Come on now. Give the Lord praise. God has already made provision for us even before you and I came to be. God is good. There's nothing bad in him. It was us who caused Badness. You know, everything that he created was perfect. It was a perfect garden. It was a perfect relationship between Adam and Eve until Genesis chapter 3. When the serpent came, when they were tempted, and when, when, you know, when, uh, when uh, Eve bit the apple, I have an apple, mm, <laughs> Apple pen, something like that, okay? And then Adam, she gave it to Adam, and Adam... Beat it, um, pineapple. Okay? And so both of them were opened with their eyes and said, Wow. They suddenly knew the difference between, wow, there's good and evil because they started thinking that they knew more than God. And that's when everything went down into perdition. Verse 1 of this chapter, the book of Psalm 34, it says, I will bless the Lord at all times. 
This is actually a the statement of worship of David that you know he will choose to worship the Lord not only in good times but even in bad times. That we have every reason to rejoice. That even if our prayers are not answered, God is good. Amen. His praise shall continually be in my mouth. His soul makes its boast in the Lord. Let the humble hear and be glad. Oh, magnify the Lord with me. And let us exalt His name forever. Verse 4, I sought the Lord, and He answered me and delivered me from all my fears. You know, and I'm declaring, I'm praying that all of us, as we begin this year, may we forever seek the Lord and not the things of this world. Amen. The Bible says, Seek first the kingdom of God and His righteousness, and all these things will be given to us as well. The problem is many times we seek the things of this world first instead of seeking the Lord. But even David has declared, I sought the Lord, and He answered me and delivered me from all my concerns, from all my worries, from all my fears. Those who look to Him are radiant, and their face shall never be ashamed. James chapter 1, verse 17 says, Every good gift and perfect gift is from above, coming down from the Father of lights. You know, God does not give us anything that is evil nor bad, with whom there is no variation or shadow due to change. We serve a God who is always good. Amen. God has been good before. He is good to us today. He will forever be good. He is an unchanging God. Amen. And His very nature will not change. But maybe some of you are asking, but pastor, why do bad things happen to good people? Or why do the wicked prosper? How many of you have asked this question? Don't raise your hand anymore. Or how many of you have heard someone ask this question? Why do bad things happen to good people? Or why are there so many evil in this world? Why did you not answer my prayers, Lord? I asked for healing. I got more sick. You know, I prayed for a, you know, a boyfriend. I got, you know, yun nga. Ayoko na magsalita. I asked for restoration for my marriage. And, you know, it seems like it's getting worse before it's getting better. I asked for salvation for my family and my loved ones. They're more rebellious now. And why do the wicked prosper? In fact, Asaph was writing this particular psalm in Psalm chapter 73. And he said, as, But as for me, my feet had almost stumbled my steps had nearly slipped. Parang nastambo siya, Lord, bakit ganon? Parang lugi. You know, here I am, I'm serving the Lord. And I see the wicked being prospered. For I was envious of the arrogant when I saw the prosperity of the wicked. He was questioning God, Lord, why is this happening? Why is my neighbor more prosperous than me? He doesn't even know you. He doesn't even go to church. He doesn't even serve you. But yet, he's being prospered right now. And here I am. I'm faithfully serving you as an usher. I sing. I lead. You know, I'm here every 1, 3, 5, 7. And if I have more time, even the 9 and 11, I attend all the services, Lord. Why is it that things are not happening well with me? Why are my prayers not being answered? God had given him a better perspective. When I tried to understand all this, it troubled me deeply. Till I enter the sanctuary of God, then I understood their final destiny. Amen. Ultimately, don't judge or make a conclusion of God's goodness based on our circumstances. Amen. God uses our circumstances to mold us into the being that He wants us to be because He is far beyond in His sight. He knows the beginning and the end, and we know that in the end, it will be good for us. Amen. 
it will be well with our soul. And then he declared, who am I in heaven but you? There is nothing on earth that I desire beside you. My heart and my flesh may fail, but God is the strength of my heart and my portion forever. Just hang on. Hang in there and God will sustain you till the very end. Amen. Don't ever give up. You know, sometimes you say, can you see that God is good even if your current reality is bad? Yes, God is good. Even if sometimes you feel that His, your answers are not being, your prayers are not being answered, yes, God is good. You know, yesterday or the other day, I was actually driving out of uh, uh, Westgate parking area and one of my younger daughters asked me, Dad, when can I drive? 10 years old to, huh? Dad, when can I drive? When will you give me a Montero? I, I want a Montero, okay? I said, uh, you're not yet, you're qualified to drive. And she said, I know how to drive already. Actually, she knew how to start a car. But she said, you know, I know how to drive already. And she's asking for a car at 10 years old. If I say, I want to be a good dad and I want to give my daughter a car at this age, do you think I am wise as a father, if I would give her a car? I don't think so. Because I love her dearly, I said, no, you will not have a car right now. And maybe when you are 17, maybe not yet. You will not have a brand new car. Maybe a second-hand car will do. Parang ganon, okay? But because I love her dearly, I had to say no. I love her enough to protect her because I know when she drives a car at this age, it might be a disaster for her and the people around her. And guess what? God is kind of like that. He knows exactly when to give us the things that we are asking for. Amen? Maybe He's saying, you're not yet ready. And many times, what you're hearing from the Lord is, no, wait, no, wait, no, wait. Lord, parang lagi lang no and wait. Kailan pa magiging yes yan? Someday... It'll be a yes when the time is right. We know that we can trust the will of God because the will of God is always good, pleasing, and perfect. Amen? That is exactly who He is. We can put our trust in Him. He knows exactly when to give things to us. Romans 8.28, we know that those who love God, all things work together for what? For the good. Not for the bad, for the good. For those who have been called according to His purpose, God is good no matter what. Tell the person beside you, God is good no matter what. First, He is the source of all goodness. Secondly, God shows that He is good. All things that are good come from Him and He shows it to us even if we don't deserve it. This poor man cried and the Lord heard him in verse 6. This poor man cried and the Lord heard him and saved him out of all his troubles. This is one of those wherein we see that David has actually started declaring, yes, I have tasted, I have seen the goodness of God. Let me tell you the details. This is talking about himself. This poor man cried and yet God delivered me from all my troubles. How many of you have some troubles lately? Okay, if you, Lord, if, you, if you know how to cry out to the Lord, He will save you from all your troubles. Amen. You know, the other, the other just this week, a few days ago, and I asked permission from uh, the couple if I can share this uh, testimony. 
a couple basically stepped into the office and uh, I was ready to go home. You know, it was about 6.30, 7 o'clock. I was packing my things and um, I was uh, preparing to have dinner with the family. But yet they came and they basically asked, Pastor, can you at least pray for us? Uh, and they were a couple. And uh, I said, uh, no, balikay bukas kasi para tayong gobyerno. No, Actually, I prayed for them, okay? So I let them into the room and uh, I, I, I heard their story and the the husband basically asked this question uh, pastor do you remember me i said you're very familiar and they, they he said you prayed for me 2 years ago i said really can you refresh my memory ano yung pinagpray ko sa iyo sabi niya ganun pastor i remember 2 or 2 and a half years ago i pray i asked you to pray for me and i have 75 pesos in my wallet during that time i was 35 million in debt and God turned things around for me right now. And I hold on to God. And I have now a savings of $7.5 million, And the business has turned around. Praise God. How many of you know that God is a miracle working God? Come on now. <laughs> Basically, he was in a business. It turned sour. Uh, it, it turned south. And, you know, the corona problema yung business. And so, he basically was desperate. And he asked the Lord, save me, help me. And God heard his prayers. I'm going to share... Again, another thing about him uh, later on as we uh, continue. Uh, next verse, it, it talks about the angel of the Lord encamps around those who fear him. And he delivers them. You know, when you talk about encamps, it means to put a wall around. Especially in places where we feel vulnerable. And sometimes, we need protection. How many of you sometimes feel you need protection? You know, as a man of the house, I'm the only guy in the house. Every time we would close lights at night, I am, I am the one who's in charge of checking all the locks. Siyempre, kailangan nakalak, di ba? I would check the locks in the, in the kitchen, in the back door, the front door. I would put some lights so that you know, it's a deterrent for, you know, whatever, just for safety. But ultimately, I cannot protect my family. It's the angel of the Lord. It's the Lord himself who will protect us. Amen. The angel of the Lord encamps around those who fear him and he delivers them. We cannot put our trust in anything that is not of God. Amen. Not Pong Soy. I'm just be very careful here, okay? You cannot trust in the blood of chicken. You know, I grew up, you know, and I saw, you know, when we were pouring concrete in the groundbreaking of our house, one of our I don't know if it's a laborer, cut the head of the chicken and poured blood there. And what he said was, this is to ward off evil from your neighborhood. I said, wow, ang galing naman ng dugo na yon. <laughs> but how many of you know that it's not the blood of chicken that will keep evil away from us? It's the Lord Himself, amen, who will encamp around us and protect us. Come on now. The angel of the Lord encamps around those who fear Him. And he will deliver them. Another story in my family. My, one of my daughters was driving yesterday, or last Friday. Not the small one, but the big one. Okay, but anyway. Uh, I didn't ask her permission, but I guess it's going to be okay. But, you know, she was driving the, the office van to bring it back here, to be, to be parked here. And she was driving in MCX through the tunnel going out of SLEX, if you're familiar with that. It was a dark tunnel. And she was kind of driving like Michael Schumacher. Medyo mabilis ang okay? But yet, when she found out in the middle of the tunnel, which was dark, 
that the cars were stopping there because of a traffic in Eslex, it was too late to brake. And so she bumped the high ace into a, uh, a Montero. And of course, it was a big damage okay, for the van and the Montero. But what is to be thankful, uh, to be thankful for is that she was fine. And siempre, are you okay? Because you know, she said, I'm fine. Of course, uh, she was a bit shaken. Uh, she was trying to call my number, but for, for some reason, because uh, I was about to go to the bathroom, I closed my, my phone, okay? And uh, she, it was unattended, but yet it was an opportunity for her to be able to trust the Lord during that time. And I think the driver of the Montero was, you saw that it was a young lady, and uh, he probably uh, had pity and mercy on her. And she said, okay, we'll just settle this. I have my insurance, so uh, let our insurance take care of that. But anyway, bottom line is, she is safe. The car was damaged. And, you know, if you are familiar with the high ace, the high ace has no motor in front. She could have easily just bumped into the glass window, move forward. But somehow I know for a fact that the angel of the Lord has protected my daughter. Praise God. And we can always, we can always put our complete trust in God that He will protect us. That's why we can actually declare in verse 8, Taste and see that the Lord is good. Blessed is the man who takes refuge in Him. Let's move on. Third point, God saves us because ultimately He is good. He does not save us because we are good. He saves us because of His very nature because He is a good God. Amen. You know, in Romans chapter 3, the Bible says, there's no one righteous, not even one. You cannot claim that you are a good person. That's why you're qualified for salvation, or you're qualified for the blessing of God, or you're qualified for the favor of God. None of us will ever be qualified for every good thing that we have experienced right now. We all deserve to go to hell because of sin. The Bible says, for the wages of sin is death. But I'm, I praise God, it did not end there. But the gift of God is eternal life in Christ Jesus our Lord. Amen. And so God saves us ultimately because He is good. In verse um, 18, it says, The Lord is near to the brokenhearted. So nung, kung brokenhearted ka nung 2016, close kayo ni Lord. Parang ganyan. Ito sabi ng verse ito, okay? The Lord is near to the brokenhearted. And saves the crushed in spirit. Many are the afflictions of the righteous. But the Lord delivers them out of them all. He keeps all his bones. Not one of them is broken. Affliction will slay the wicked. And those who hate the righteous will be condemned. I want to end with this last verse. The Lord redeems the life of his servants. None of those who take refuge in him will ever be condemned. If we put our trust in the Lord, He will save us. Everyone who calls upon the name of the Lord will be saved. Going back to the story of this uh, gentleman who's our, our member who came to us uh, and asked for prayers. So basically, he said, I'm just here to testify the goodness of God in my life. And I also want to ask if you can stand with us and believe with us for healing, uh, for a miracle for my father. And so I asked, so what happened to your dad? Sabi niya ganoon, my father is right now in the ICU of Asian Hospital. He's 86 years old and he's sick of prostate cancer. Uh, he's got some problems also with the lungs. And, uh, you know, he's, 
he's been battling with this disease for about five years. And I said, wow, in my mind, 86 years old. But yet, they're still believing for healing. And they said, you know, my father is a fighter. And I know that he desires to live a little bit longer. And I said, I'm going to stand with you. But I think what's more important for your father to have is salvation. And so we said, okay, maybe we can meet up with you the next day. And uh, we can visit the hospital. It's just here in uh, Asian Hospital. So we went there in the ICU. And when the dad saw us, he was not expecting us. He was not happy at all. Hindi nakangiti. Nagulat. Parang okay? I brought Pastor Ryan with me. And we actually prayed. Uh, and we, you know, when we were praying for him, we noticed that his blood pressure was going up. Parang nag-160, 170, over 120, 130. I said, Lord, not here right now. Lord, wag ngayon. Wag ngayon, Lord. Please. Parang gano'n, no? Kasi pinagpe-pray pa lang namin ng salvation. Okay, patapusin mo muna, no? Lord, parang gano'n, okay? But then as we were continuing to pray, we were declaring the goodness of God upon him. We were saying, Lord, God is good. And we were talking to him and we were saying, the Lord loves you. Repeatedly, we're saying, the Lord loves you. The Lord loves you. It is the will of God for you to be with him. It is the will of God for you to enjoy the goodness of God in your life. And you know what? He looked at us and suddenly we saw the blood pressure getting normal. And then as we end the prayer, we saw him teary-eyed. And basically, he accepted Jesus Christ as his Lord and Savior. Amen. Praise God. The Lord saves. The Lord saves. Not because we deserve to be saved, but because He is good. This morning, I received a text from Jesse, the, the one who is a member here, and said, Pastor, you won't believe what happened. The doctors were checking my father yesterday and they said the lungs of my father was clear and they're, they're baffled about what happened. And basically, we all know that it was God who heard our prayers. Amen. Come on out. If God wills for this man to live another five, ten more years, for him to declare the goodness of God, why not? Amen. Taste and see that the Lord is good. Blessed is the man who takes refuge in him. My question for us this afternoon as we are about to close is, have you tasted the goodness of God? Have you seen the goodness of God in your life? Ultimately, we want to declare that God is good always. Not just sometimes, all the time. God is good no matter what. Can we just bow our heads right now as we come to a close? I'd like to call the music team to join me here on stage. I want you to put your hand on your heart all across this room. Father, as we lay our hands on our heart today, I pray that you would give us a greater perception and experience of the goodness of God. Father, we declare that this year will be more intimate with you. We declare that this year we would know you even better. That, Lord, you have taken us out of darkness into the kingdom of your Son, Jesus Christ. And for that, we are forever grateful. Father, I pray that you would change our heart. And I pray, God, that we would not be 
having heart of stone that's always complaining and whining with the circumstances we're going through. But I pray that you give us greater joy. Lord. Indeed, we would declare, my heart and my flesh may fail, but God is the strength of my life forever. Lord, may you be the strength that will sustain us all throughout. And indeed, we declare that we will see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. As long as we're alive, we know that God is good. And we declare it, even right now. Thank you, Lord, that you'll also use us as childs of your goodness. That we will share to people how God has been good to us. Just like David, when he wrote this book of Psalm, he was basically sharing the goodness of God to others and inviting them to come and experience and taste and to see that God is indeed good. Thank you, Lord God, that you will give us divine opportunities to have that. You may put your hands down as we continue to close our eyes and bow our heads. Maybe some of you are here this afternoon and you have not yet received Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. As every head is bowed down and every eye closed, if you want to receive Jesus Christ, if you want to, re- to have eternal life, only God can save because of His very nature that He is good. He wants you to be with Him forever. And if you want to receive that eternal life, I want to invite you to lift up your hand right now. Just very quickly, lift it up and then put it down so that I can acknowledge you. Anyone at all? Just lift it up. Yes, sir. God bless you. Anyone at all? Yes, yes. I see those hands. Just lift it up right now. If you want to receive Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior and receive eternal life, just lift it up right now. Thank you, Lord. Just a few more seconds. If you're lifting up your hand, can you pray this prayer with me? In fact, I want to invite everyone to pray this prayer with me out loud with our mouth. Mean this from your heart. Let's say, Lord Jesus. Everybody say, Lord Jesus. I acknowledge that I am a sinner needing a Savior. Thank you for dying on the cross for my sins so that I can be saved. I believe that you have been raised from the dead and I confess that Jesus is my Lord. Thank you for giving me a fresh start. Thank you for giving me eternal life. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen and amen. Give the Lord praise. Praise God.